Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are continuing our little series talking about some of our favorite countries that we ranked in episode 50. And Wendy, your number two was Peru. So that's pretty high. Yeah, I guess it is pretty high. And it's been a while since we've been to Peru. But yeah, I have very, very fond memories of it. And I would like to go back one day because I feel like we didn't completely explore it and there was still more left to be discovered. I think we did pretty well. Uh, we were there for about five weeks, so that gave us a, a pretty good idea of the whole country. But it's one of these countries that has many, many things to see. So yeah, it's certainly possible that there are other great things that we missed. Yeah, it has a lot in terms of landscapes. There's incredible mountain landscapes in the Cordillera Blanca. There's desert. Uh, there's all different kinds of wildlife. And then you have the really strong indigenous culture as well and lots of fascinating archaeological sites that have been left behind by the Incas. Um, and yeah, there's obviously there are some really famous places like Machu Picchu, but there are also probably dozens of other lesser-known sites that are equally fascinating. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things about Peru is that essentially all of the really famous sites are in the south of the country. Mm -hmm. Machu Picchu, like you mentioned, Cusco, which is sort of the gateway to it, um, the Nazca Lines, Lake Titicaca, uh, even the colonial city of Arequipa, they're all in the south. And so because Machu Picchu is such a big draw, Peru draws a lot of tourists and they'll often stay for, I don't know, a week or two and focus on that part of the country. We actually came overland from Ecuador, which is north of Peru, so we came into the north. And so it was weeks before we saw this kind of mass tourism in the south. And so that was really great to spend some time in the north as well. Yeah, because there weren't very many tourists there. And so it did feel in some ways much more authentic. And we did go to some of these lesser known sites that we had pretty much to ourselves uh, because there weren't many other visitors there. But they, you know, were definitely worth visiting. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting stuff in the north. There was this colonial ghost town that we went to. Uh, there was an archaeological site called Chan Chan, which is very interesting because it was made out of mud brick. It was just these labyrinth passageways with this interesting decoration. And it was quite unusual. We've never really seen anything quite like that. Um, and the other thing that I really remember from the north is that we went on this day trip and visited these sarcophagi, mm -hmm. which were... It's hard to describe, but they were essentially in a cliff face. They were in a, a shelf, if you like, that was in a cliff face. And so the, the culture, the civilization who had made these sarcophagi decided to put them in a place that was incredibly inaccessible to anybody else so that um, the tombs couldn't be robbed or that people couldn't damage them or anything like that. So they must have constructed these bridges or ladders or things like that to deposit these sarcophagi, which were vertical. Right? So they were upstanding, upright, and they were... Uh, you know, the full size of a, of a human. And so they were just this row of these and we could only see them as modern visitors from a lookout point on the other side of the cliff. And so they were quite far away, but you, you could just imagine how difficult it must have been to have deposited them there in the first place. Yeah. And it's not like anything I've ever seen before and I'd never heard, it about, heard about it before. Um, so that was really interesting. And we did get a bit closer to them, if I recall correctly. 
Yeah, it's a funny story that we were on this little tour where there were maybe eight people or something, and we it was a day trip that you had to do to get out to these things, and everybody else was from Peru. They were all domestic tourists except for the two of us. And so we were walking back along this path, and the guide suddenly yelled out, Australiano, Americana, which mm-hmm. is what he knew us as by our nationalities. And then he took us up a separate path to see one of these sarcophagi very close up, and he didn't tell the others. Mm-hmm. And then he explained to us that he doesn't take Peruvians there because he's worried that they might damage it or they might tell other people who might come back and damage it that he'll lead the foreigners there if he has foreigners on his group. Yeah, and I think he saw that we were genuinely interested and but he just trusted us for whatever reason, even though he hadn't known us for very long. And so it was an immense privilege, really, to, to get up close to these amazing artifacts. And so we spent probably a couple of weeks in the north, and yeah, we really enjoyed that. We saw our friends Richard and Joe, who we had met in Burma a couple of years before, and they happened to be traveling in Peru around the same time. And then eventually we went down and decided, okay, it's time to start doing all these famous things here in Peru. So obviously we went to Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. We spent all day there. We spent eight or nine hours in Machu Picchu. It's really a site that you can you can spend a long time at because it's you know, it's obviously an incredible place. Mm-hmm. We did not do the trek. Uh, to Machu Picchu that people usually do. What is it called? The Inca Trail. The Inca Trail, yes. So it's a four-day trail, but the problem with it is that you have to book very far in advance, and because we were traveling overland, we couldn't really be sure with dates and and things like that many months in advance. So unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. Um, We did our own little version of of that. We walked up from Aguas Calientes, which most people don't do. You can take a bus or something up, and we decided to go up and walk up. Um, So we did walk to get there in our own way. Um, But it's an amazing site. The other interesting thing is that we visited a lot of Inca sites. We visited about four or five other ones as well, and I thought that was interesting to give a different perspective. And I remember that at each one we went to, we felt that there was something different or something worthwhile that we'd seen at that one that we hadn't seen at any other ones or it was just slightly different in a way that made it worth going to yeah definitely and i mean we are interested in history and archaeology and and things like that i have heard people say things like oh if you've seen one you know pyramid in mexico then you've seen them all and you don't need to go to any others and we would disagree with that um we always think it's worth to worth it to to see different sites because generally you do find something unique in each one Definitely. Another really interesting thing that we did was we took a little plane ride over the Nazca Lines. Mm -hmm. And the Nazca Lines are these lines or shapes of mostly animals and things like this, which are in the desert in the southern part of Peru. And it's very, um, it's a mystery as to what they are or how they got there. They can only really be seen properly from the air, Mm -hmm. uh, but they were built or they were created many hundreds of years ago so it's just this huge mystery but yeah you can take a little flight for i don't know half an hour or something it cost us about 50 dollars, i think each and uh, you just fly over and then you just look out and you can really see these enormous shapes there's a monkey there's some birds there's an alien type creature and it's all uh, very unusual it is yeah uh, yeah, the reason they can only be seen from the air is because they're so large that you can't really comprehend it when you're looking at it there next to it on the ground. Um, but yeah, given that aviation had not yet been invented at the time when these things were created, yeah, it is hard to fathom why they were created and we don't even know who created them or for what purpose. But yeah, another really fascinating part of Peru that I'm glad that we got to see. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing thinking, looking back at it now, that yeah, there's so many different aspects to what you can see and do in, in Peru, even within the the historical sites. They're they're all completely different, different civilizations, Inca, pre-Inca, um, and things like that. Um, but like you said right at the beginning, there were also natural sites as well. We did a hike to a place called Laguna Peron, which was a, a very green lake with snow-capped mountains in the background, and that was an amazing walk. Yeah, and I would love to go back and do some more hiking because we were not very experienced hikers at that time when we went to Peru. So doing long treks seemed a bit overwhelming for us at that time, and so we did not do that. But I know that there are some great multi-day treks that you can do uh, in the Cordillera Blanca, for example, which is a, a very high mountain range with some beautiful snow-capped mountains. Yeah, I also believe that there are some alternative Inca trails as well, because the actual Inca trail is so popular and it's booked out so far in advance, and they have to limit the number of people who do it so that they don't uh, ruin the, the landscape and, and, and the nature around it. So yeah, I think there are a couple of alternatives that you can do or even to other sites in addition to Machu Picchu. So yeah, there's all kinds of hiking opportunities in Peru. So yeah, maybe you're talking me into it. Maybe mm. we should go back. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have plans to go to South America later this year, so we'll see. We will. But uh, definitely Peru, it's one of the most famous countries in, in the whole on the whole continent, and um, it's an incredible place. So if anybody has the opportunity to go, you should definitely do it. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.